Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to HGO, the show where we talk about everything that's hot in the world of gaming. I'm one of your hosts, Ethan, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host with the co-most. It's Hunter. Hey, Hunter, how you doing? So earlier today, I was thinking. About, oh God, here we go. Uh, <laughs> go what, on. If I were to make a horror game, what would I make one of the monsters? And one of the things I settled on mm-hmm. was a swarm of bees. Yeah, but they're invisible. Okay. Yeah. Am I missing something, or is that just the thing? Is uh, that just just think about how terrifying it would be to be suddenly <laughs> swarmed by something like bees, but yeah. not be able to see them. I mean, yeah, you have got a point. It would be pretty terrifying. Um, it also I would make them like me. pop it. I would make it pop in and out occasionally, so that it'd be like obviously there's something there, and then you mm-hmm. get glimpses of it, and you'd be like, ah, yeah, you don't swell on the way. Yeah, nice. It's good to hear. It's like, you're doing that. I'm looking at this little mark here on my shirt, and I'm like, is that a logo, or is that, like, a weird thing? And it is a, it's it's a part of the design, but I'm like, why is it a thing? Uh, anyway, hey guys, welcome back to Hot Gamers Only, um, where each and every week we come together to talk about everything that we love in the world of gaming. Uh, reminder, you can find us on podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, you name it, we're on it. Uh, go to Linktree slash Hot Gamers Only uh link tr.e slash hot games only find your favorite podcast platform listen to us there or if you want to see our beautiful faces why don't you listen uh on the old youtubes and you can see both me and hunter and see what we're on about when i talk about these terrible marks that are on my shirt uh you can go to bit.ly slash hgoyt uh and hey while you're there hit us with subscription so we can get to 100 subscribers and have a custom url finally bit.ly slash hgoyt uh, we hope you all had like a really interesting week. We've got a lot to talk about. What was originally planned to be the Persona 5 Strikers First Impressions cast has very quickly turned into that plus a hell of a lot more because the gaming industry woke up yeah. this week from its hibernation. They were like, oh, let's go. Hell yeah. You know it's serious, guys. I'm I'm drinking I'm drinking soda. You know it's a serious week because we've got we mean business. We have got uh, PlayStation State of Play. We have got the Pokemon uh, presents uh, presentation slash direct, and then we have Persona Five Strikers. So timestamps in the description, folks. That's for you guys on audio and on video. I do it for the audio podcast as well. Uh, for those of you that don't know. Look in the description. If you are here for Persona, which we know that 90% of you are here for if you're listening to our opinions because you've listened to this podcast long <laughs> enough, um, there's a timestamp. So if you don't care about State of Play, if you don't care about the Pokemon opinions that we have, then uh, head on down to the timestamp below and we'll get to you with Persona. But we thought for everyone that doesn't want to just listen to an hour of Persona to get to five minutes <laughs> of PlayStation, that we talk about uh, the other two things first. So let's start with State of Play, Hunter. Let's start with State of Play. We're just going to go straight into it because it's a massive show we have this week. Um, yeah. PlayStation State of Play was on Thursday. Um, there was, it was. Though it was an interesting presentation. Uh, I'll, I'll throw it to you first. What did you think? I thought it was all right. You know, they didn't announce anything mind-blowing, but they didn't say that they would. They said it was just going to be... I was expecting mostly just looks at pre-existing things, and that's what we got aside from... The reveal of Sifu, I believe it was called, which looks pretty cool. People were loving that on um, Twitter, and I was like, I don't know. Everyone else was like, this looks cool, and I was like, yeah, it looks cool. I don't know why everyone's falling in love with it, but hey, everyone seemed to really like it. It it seemed to be a standout. Uh, Yeah, I mean, off of just the trailer, I was like, okay, that looks like it could be potentially interesting. Then when I heard people talking about like it's a little blurb on its website or whatever being this dude that apparently 
his family got killed and he rededicated his life to just martial arts so he could go take revenge i'm like ah i do like revenge stories it's the classic man it's the classic but no it does look interesting and from what i've seen uh it's got a good team behind it so hey i'm sure it's going to be great uh so i'm sure a lot of people are looking forward to it um so a rundown i i don't know about you how did you i said this to you in discussion as we the we i should forget i should say um that we we want we we either talked about it straight after. We talked about it straight after. We didn't talk. We actually just messaged about each other. And I remember saying, I knew that as soon as we saw Crash 4 as the first game, that that set the tone for the showcase straight away. Because I was like, okay, nothing big's happening if they're starting with Crash 4 again. Um, yeah. You'd figure if they had, like, something big, it'd either be at the beginning or Which end. they did have. They did have something big at the end that I, yeah. I remember saying to you, I'm like, I know what it is. And you were like, oh, that would be cool if it was, and it was. And I was like, hell yeah. yeah. Love it. Love it when I'm right. It's great. It's a great feeling. It happens so <laughs> little these days that I'm grateful <laughs> when it does. Um, but so yeah, Crash 4 still looks great. Uh, glad to see that it's still getting love. Glad to see that Activision isn't charging you for it like they are with Tony Hawk. <laughs> um, yeah, that's... It was weird to see that Tony Hawk wasn't in there, actually, and think, come to think of it, because that's also coming out in March, the next-gen version. So it's weird that they didn't have both of them. Activision um, is really weird about how they're like you'd figure that if they were going to do something for one thing they would do it for the other one too. Mm-hmm. But they never do. But no, it's I don't understand them. Yeah, it's like they charged you a ten dollar upgrade fee for Call of Duty and Tony Hawk, but Crash Four is free and I'm like, Okay, that's weird. I understand the Tony Hawks, I'm like, okay, it was already a cheaper title, so I can kind of understand. Yeah. But Yeah, so I'm like, Activision's Activision. Why the hell aren't they charging $10 for Crash? I'm surprised. Uh, I'm not going to complain. But hey, so there you go. That's coming out later in March. Another big interesting thing that I thought we should talk about is they showed Oddworld Soulstorm again, which is starting to become the... um... the 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 one thing that just keeps showing up it's the godfall of 2021 at this stage yeah now that godfall has come out and they don't have anything to say anymore because what can you say about that game besides it's the most launch game looking launch game I've ever and seen it came out life. at launch and that's about it that's all you can say yeah. about it yeah exactly but uh, um now that that's happened i feel like odd world's kind of just taken up that place of thing i'm seeing too much <laughs> which I it don't... is it's, it's a better game to be taking yeah time, to I be guess. fair I, uh, yeah, that actually looks like, you know, it was in a creation of love and not just cobbled together, uh, trends. Mm-hmm. Um, cause yeah, I know, Lo- I know Lone Lining and all of the team over at Oddworld really have a passion for what they make. And I know yeah. their audience is extremely passionate for what they make. It's just a very small audience. So every time that it keeps coming up in these big presses, I'm like, I can respect Oddworld, but what is the normie thinking? You know, what is the... What is the little Timmy that's just here to check out what who's basically here for Horizon, which they didn't get? What are they thinking <laughs> when they see that like stuff like Oddworld? And I'm like, I don't know. But hey, free on plus, which I don't think anyone was expecting. Um, yeah, it's a good move too because this is def. If, I don't, I don't think the number is going to jump up like super exponentially, but there's definitely yeah. going to be more people who try it because they'll get it for free than they would have if you had to buy I th- it. Yeah, I think it's a really good jumping in point for people with Oddworld. I think it's going to be one of those things where 
you know, it's not a massive game. They probably weren't expecting huge sales. They're expecting some sales, I assume, but they weren't expecting like these huge numbers. So Plus might give them that reach, at least for PS5. Um, yeah. All those PS5 players that have got their massive consoles that they're doing nothing with because no games are coming out. The fact that they get uh, Oddworld, Soulstorm for free, I'm sure a load of people are going to check it out uh, now, which is good for them. And I'm sure they'll make a ton of money from this PlayStation deal like uh, everyone else has. So yeah. Yeah. I think that was a good push. Uh, we saw more Kenna, which yeah, I thought looked real good. I'm, I'm tell- I feel like that is going to be one of the games of this year, and I'm not saying that because every other game's getting pushed out of this year, like the plague. But um... <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, it does look like it's going to be really good. There's something about the art direction and the art style. The cinematography of that game is something else. Like, when everyone says, like, you always hear it when you've got these animated games, like, you've got, like, these kind of wacky art style games, like like Crash. Yeah, you've got Crash and Ratchet, and it's like, yeah, they look like Pixar animation. But the the flow of the camera and the way that the characters are actually moving in Kenner with the cutscenes, you can tell that it is actually made by a team that's mainly worked in animation. It actually does look yeah. like an animated film come to life, and I just I'm so looking forward to it. Yeah, which pe- people won't discuss that a lot of the time when it comes to like visual presentation is how they move around the camera mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, I kind of pay attention to that here and there because Kojima, being <laughs> movie buff that he was, would implement stuff like that into Metal Gear. Yeah, all exactly. The time. Like in MGS Five, there were so many single take quote camera shots yeah where it'd just be like just one long thing and i'd be like oh man this is really cool yeah i i agree but no it looks like it's is it sad that it got delayed a bit i think everyone saw the delay was coming like i don't think yeah. anyone was um... it's supposed to come out in march but it's yeah the end i don't think anyone yeah, we haven't heard anything but about it it's a big yeah it's a big delay but man that game looks gorgeous and i can't wait to play it um yeah. in all honesty um i just for it. it 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 looks great it looks great so there are a couple of other things uh do you remember anything other than the ending i'm just i don't uh, have the list up next to me so i can't we saw more check. of returnal that which, is true yeah more of returnal showed more of a comprehensive look at the gameplay at least more comprehensive than what we saw before right yeah I, all I could remember from seeing it before was screen with a lot of projectiles coming at you on the screen Mm-hmm. The only thing I remember and... of it last time was everyone thought it was PT because oh, yeah, of that because... scene, oh, and man. then everyone got angry. Um, and they did it again <laughs> in this one. They showed the same scene again in this one. And oh I yeah, they showed the like, house at yeah. the end, and I'm like, oh man, this looks like the house from Resident Evil Seven now. <laughs> <laughs> they changed it up. They changed it up, but no. Yeah. yeah. What are you but, thinking? Because this no. is your kind of game, Hunter. I feel like this is your kind of jam. <laughs> Yeah, I'm happy that I... That was the one where I'm like, I, I want to have a PS5 before this comes out mm-hmm. so that I'll be able to get it. Because that does... It looks very, it, you know, quick-paced shooter. Yeah. Got the dash and stuff. It looks like it will essentially be, not to oversimplify things, but kind of Doom-like, but in third person. I get that, yeah. Which, yeah, I'm all about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, this, and, tra- yeah, this trailer to me really... It made me finally understand what Returnal was. With what we had seen from, we'd seen some cinematics in the past on PlayStation State of Place, and we saw some gameplay, and there was a part of me that was kind of like, okay, I see the I two, two single ones, now how are they coming together to make two? You know what I mean? Like, I can see the two yeah. separate parts, how are they going to make a whole? And I finally, with this gameplay, I was like, I understand now what this game is. I kind of get the idea of what they're going for. It makes 
more sense of how uh, the two elements add each other up, and it does look interesting. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how it goes. I'll, the anime designs are fascinating too. Like, mm-hmm. I noticed one of them had so many teeth. <laughs> <laughs> a few too many. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, we we had a look at that. Uh, they showed that Five Nights at Freddy's game again, and I'm sure all 12 Dude, Five Nights at Freddy's fans. that with, if you like scary games, this one will be one to pay attention to. And I was like, oh. And then I realized what it was. And I was like, I saw what oh. it was, yeah. Well, as soon as they said, if you uh, like scary game, this is for you. And as soon as I saw that it was Five Nights at Freddy's, I'm not lying, I walked away for three minutes. I didn't even watch the trailer. I was just like, eh. I've got, like, I'm going to go grab a drink. It's drink break time, you know? Like, that was the kind of game for me. I mean... The one thing I noticed while kind of rolling my eyes and looking at this trailer was they have added the wonderful innovation of being able to walk into this series now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but still, those game it still just doesn't look scary. At it doesn't all. look like, scary, but I will give it to the team that is making this game. It does kind of, it is starting to resemble to me like an actual video game. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the, yeah I, that's fair five nights You're... at freddy's like the original franchise to me is very b-movie horror-esque where it feels like it's scrapped assets from different projects and like kind of cobbled together in this really rough like this rough kind of draft of a video game whereas when i look at the models I when i look at yeah when i look at the models when i look at the assets of this game it is starting to look to me like where i'm like oh this looks like the first five nights at freddy's game that looks like they've put the money that they've made into it a bit it's still not interesting yeah. to me, but it, I, yeah. I do like I'm that they're at least trying. With it, but I will give it that it does look like it is a step beyond what they used to be. It looks like they're trying. Because, like yeah. the only one I ever played and was the first one. I'm like, no, this I don't like this. And then every time <laughs> after that, I saw two, three, twelve, however many they made. <laughs> and it's close. It's I'm close. Like, they don't look any different. I'm yeah. not going to try this to say I don't like it again because they don't look different at all. Yeah, I feel it. At least to me on the outside there. I'm sure there's some kind of stupid science behind what's different about them, but I don't care. But, no. but this one does look a bit more... Yeah, I mean, you can move around. I think one of the first things that I said upon you know giving the first one a look was... It'd be kind of interesting if you could move around and it was like a game of cat and mouse, which is what this looks like. But instead of it just being <laughs> camera simulator, yeah. But uh, but now it runs into the thing of oh, now it just seems to be one of those amnesia bootlegs where you're just running away from a thing that you can't hurt. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I I, I I'm interested in not playing it, but seeing how this game's received. I could very. Yeah. I could see it coming out and surprising people, but I can also see it coming out and being exactly what everyone is expecting it to be and just kind of being a bit of a generic kind of thing that happens. So we'll see what happens with it. But they're promoting it a lot, so I feel like they're trying to get this game some kind of audience that isn't just the regular Five Nights at Freddy's crowd Um, because they already know that Five Nights at Freddy's fans are going to buy this game regardless. They don't have to market it at all. In fact, the creator of Five Nights at Freddy's many times has just released the game there and then and everyone's at it up. YouTube Let's Plays do the marketing for them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So there was that. Um, speaking of games that we've seen before, I feel like we should talk about Deathloop again. Because they showed uh, another trailer for Deathloop. And I'm telling you, dude, man. Dude, that song was a jam. Deathloop is going to be this year's most underrated video game. I'm going to write that down right now. Because I, I remember when we were talking in the Fantasy Draft, and I was like, I don't know if Deathloop is going to do well. 
And then I've watched this trailer and I'm like, I'm a fucking idiot. It's arcane. It's the Dishonored <laughs> people. Of course this game's going to be brilliant. And looking at it, I just... Man, it looks good. It looks like yeah. it's Dishonored mixed with Bond, mixed with like a Hitman kind of game. I'm like, this looks sick. Like, honestly. Yeah, that's real nice. Um, That'll be uh, one that I'm fascinated with. I'm pretty sure it comes out in the same kind of... It's May, isn't it? Yeah, it's the end of yeah, May. Yeah, the end of May. We're gonna have like two or th- we're gonna have three or four weeks where you've got uh, Ratchet, you've got Deathloop, Ratchet, and then FF Seven, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, yeah, you've got those in it's... such a short period of time. Yeah, Man. it's interesting. Like the summer for this year seems crowded, which is a weird thing to say because I feel like you know last year it was basically Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima and. Yeah, then I played Persona 5 in August, and I don't feel like I missed anything. Well, yeah. I took my break to do that. <laughs> I was similar. It was like, we had that big period of time from, like, last year. It was from the end of March to, like, June. It was basically from, it was, it, basically, it was from, all the way from, it was from Persona, and it was from Animal Crossing and Doom, all the way yeah. to Last of Us Part 2, where we was just a stretch where there was nothing but a load of new stuff coming out. And then we had a break where Ghost came out in the late summer, but nothing else was really around it. And then you just had, a, you had nothing until everything started coming out in autumn again, like it usually does. And then yeah. we're back on a break. So it'll be interesting to see how cr- cramped this autumn is. Because I think everything's getting delayed to the point where I think everyone's pushed all their stuff into summer, like all of these games, because they're scared of what's coming in the autumn. And I think nothing's going to show up in autumn. I think maybe Horizon. Which and that's is about hilarious. it. Um, I mean, it, it, I'm not too bothered because now I'm like with Kina being pushed out of March, I've got till the end of April when Returnal comes out. That's like two solid months to just play things that I feel like playing. It's finally, yeah, it's finally time to dig into that backlog or replay some yeah. games that we've been saying that we wanted to for a long time. Um, before we talk about Final Fantasy, was there anything else? I think we've mentioned uh, most. Solar things. Ash looks cool. Oh now yeah, that we have it does. an actual look at what it does. Yeah, that that did look interesting. It was to a point where I looked at it and I was like, someone's got this on their list, right? And then I looked I and do, I was like, yeah. yeah, it's you. And I'm like, yeah, that's a good pick. That looks really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that and I was like, ah, oh, yes, I'm glad that I picked a winner here. <laughs> it looks like a winner, man. It looks great. Yeah. Uh, the art style is really good. Um, yeah, the art style was good. I kind of just, my motivation for picking it in the draft was just essentially like, ah, oh, Hyper White Drifter was something people liked. Yeah. But now this looks like something I might actually pick up. Like, yeah, exactly. Sure. So that's good. Um, was there anything else? Uh, I think that was... That was notable? I think that's most of the things that was notable. Uh, and then wrapping it up was the big announcement that I called. I was like, I bet you it's this. And it was kind of like, a, it's time, but I still don't believe it. And it did happen. Um, so we Final Fantasy VII Integrate... Uh, got announced which at first i was just expecting it to just be next gen final fantasy 7 remake um yeah. or the intended way to play that video game as we now have seen the light of um i was not expecting <laughs> the dlc i oh, was not yeah. expecting the the yuffie expansion little two-hour vignette thing that they're doing um but man it looks good it's got me excited yeah. it's got me it's got me to the point where i'm like i kind of want to play final fantasy 7 in the on the ps4 version again one more time before i play it for the, the first actual time in like, that's why i feel it oh. that's the thing is like final fantasy 7 remake is one of those games that occasionally i'll think about it I'm like huh 
be fun to play that again. Mm-hmm. But I don't act on it because if I act on every time I think about that, I'll never play anything new ever again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I normally don't. But and you know, if this little DLC was coming out in the next two months, that would be perfect. I'd be like, yes, let's just replay the whole game. Plus, I was kind of disappointed. Boom. I was kind of <laughs> now it's coming out in June, and yeah. I'm like, oh no, that's when other things are happening. It was like a five minute trailer as well, so it was like, I'm ready. I'm ready to play it again. You know. As yeah, soon as Strikers is done, that's it. Blowing. Ready. And then it was like Jew, and I'm like, damn it. <laughs> but no. But no, it's interesting. Like, I wasn't. Uh, Yuffie was not something I was expecting them to jump to for a little middling in between thing. So that's neat. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to play it and experience it. And I'm looking forward to playing Remake again. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if this is just like a little side thing that you click off of out of the menu. Or if this is something that Namora has inadvertently put in. Like, it'll be interesting to see what happens yeah. with this. They haven't really explained... Going off of a little bit that we saw, it looks like it happens, like, back in Sector 7. It, uh, it's sem- around I, the time that Cloud got dropped into Sector 5. I believe it's... I believe this is taking place simultaneously when Cloud and Aerith are doing Chapter 8, is when this yeah. takes place. So, um, it'll be interesting... Yeah. Because you you hear about I just like I like hearing the Tifa and Bower uh, little model like little talk thought they're having where it's like oh they did actually talk about losing Cloud and what they're gonna do and how you do have yeah. Barrett being like I'm sure he's fine like not being an asshole about it <laughs> yeah. but you know um, man I can't wait it's one of well, it was one of my game of the years last year if not indeed um, yeah. and I can't wait to play it again and I probably am as soon as we finish with Strikers gonna go and sweep that platinum up so that by the time the PS5 comes out I can do it all over again like a psychopath um, uh, <laughs> yeah. but no I'm very much looking forward to it so on the whole how did you feel about it the um, overall thing cause I was like it was it was pretty decent it was what I was expecting everyone was expecting Horizon and God of War and all these other things to show up yeah I, I don't like, know no. why I, I feel like PlayStation's been pretty upfront with what they are going to put into these things previously and they usually like tell you. They tell you if there's going to be big announcements. If yeah. there's going to be new announcements, they'll say so. Mm-hmm. And you might. They won't tell you exactly what they are, so it's on you to check it out. But you know, they would very. They you. would. Yeah, they would have very clearly have said that they were very clearly would have said something along the lines of, "And a look at one of the next big PlayStation Studios titles." Is probably what they would have said along those lines. Um, yeah. Which they did show Returnal. Uh, I'm not saying that that isn't a big PlayStation Studios game. It is. Well, it's it's not. I wouldn't consider it massive because it's still a smaller team under the PlayStation Studios banner. But yeah, um, it wasn't Ratchet or Horizon or any of those kind of things. But you just got to go in expecting those kind of things. So there you go. Yeah. I wasn't disappointed. <clears throat> I thought there was some really cool stuff in there and stuff like Oddworld being free. Uh, the fact that Final Fantasy VII Remake is free on Plus next month for those of you who just want to play it on PS4. That's pretty sick. Oh, yeah. That's that's a good get. <laughs> you said they were hiding something, Hunter, and they were sure hiding something. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't say that in the... Uh, did no. they say that in the thing? No, because no, they okay. want you to buy the PS5 version. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, so there you go. That is uh, the PlayStation State of Play. Uh, very quickly then, Hunter, I guess we should also talk about the Pokemon Presents thing. Um, now, I should start this off with a massive caveat uh, of... Wait... <laughs> 
we're not the two people that oh, should yeah. really be talking about this because i just realized that we're both like the two who care about pokemon the least we're the two people that don't care about pokemon in this in uh, the hgo main cast so um yeah. we tried to get sam on but sam's internet's too terrible because his adapter's broken or whatever so we, we couldn't get him on this week um to talk about it so with a huge like, take this with a grain of salt. Our opinions you may not consider valid because we play them every now and again. I play them all when they come out casually and then never touch them the again. The last Hunt- one I played, I played when I was, like, seven. And there you go. As far so that- as mainline ones, I've played po- I played Pokin on the Wii U. There you go. Pokin on the Wii U and plays them all casually. When the story's over, he stops playing with the real Pokemon fans here. Buckle up, guys. Um, so Pokemon Presents came out. They showed more Pokemon Snap where uh, my favorite part of pokemon snap is the photo game has a photo mode that's very cool um you'll love to see it (laughs) um so that's cool you would expect uh i'm not gonna say i don't feel like we should talk about pokemon snap really because we've mentioned it on the podcast we kind of understand why people like it but at the same time it's not our cup of tea so we're not really going to be checking it out maybe sam might check it out or someone else but not us us two won't um yeah so then, here's the main two announcements. Well, the first one was uh, the Pokemon Diamond and Pearl remakes, uh, officially titled Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pokemon Shining Pearl. Um, and my initial impressions are, man, did they come up with Shining Pearl and then go, fuck, what are we going to call Diamond? <laughs> and then went to uh, the fucking thesaurus and was like, Brilliant? Brilliant Diamond's a terrible name. I'm sorry. It yeah. really is. Um, but what is your... My opinion... I'm going to ask you, Hunter, because if people have been on my Twitter, they've seen what my opinion of the new art style is. What's your opinion of this new art style from the little bits and pieces that you've seen of uh, Brilliant Diamond and Sh- Shining Pearl? So it looks like they kind of made... Or it looks like they tried to make an attempt to be something similar to the Link's Awakening remakes mm-hmm. art yeah. style. But I feel like it missed the mark. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, here, as an example. Uh, let's say the Link's Awakening remake is this nice little figure of red here. You know, detailed, got the yeah. cute eyes and all that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the Pokemon remakes seem to be the pop final equivalent. <laughs> Uh, I would like to thank everyone that liked my tweet for call uh, for the tweet of me saying uh, <laughs> where I photoshopped Pokemon Funko Diamond and Pokemon Pop Pearl. It was a great tweet. It got oh, like nice. it got like nearly fifty likes. I appreciate it, guys. I love the fact that everyone ignores my tweets, but as soon as I shit post, everyone's like, "I'll be there." <laughs> um, nice. But here's my problem: is right a load of people don't like the art style and i said this on twitter i'm like art styles are subjective what really matters is the game at the end of the day because you're always going to have people that love the art style you're always going to have people that hate the art style it really doesn't matter you can't say to people your opinion's wrong on the art style because art styles are always personal preference let's get that started um yeah my problem is a lot of people i want when i want a pokemon remake the whole idea to me of pokemon remakes they did it with fire red they did it with omega ruby they did it with soul silver is if we were to make this generation of Pokemon in the way that we do the new, our current generation of Pokemon, how would we do it? That's what Omega Ruby very much was like at X and Y. 
Hot Gold and Soul Silver was very much like the original Platinum and Diamond and Pearl. And Fire Red and Leaf Green were very much like Gen 3. They weren't just Gen 1 again. They were Gen 1 in Gen 3, Gen 2 in Gen 4, etc. This, to me... I what I wanted was as much as people love or hate Gen Eight. I wanted Gen f- f- Gen Four in Gen Eight. I wanted to see that glow up, that attempt at something you made. And to me, this isn't it because it is like genuinely a one for one kind of just kind of remake, which is fine. But to me, I don't see a point in remaking Pokemon games when the old ones are still there, unless you're trying to do it with the eight years of experience that you've added on since then and doing it with the different things. That's just my personal I mean, opinion. I guess on that. one advantage is uh, weren't Diamond and Pearl specifically like really slow. Yes. So I guess at least you know if you play these, it will be faster than. I that. assume they will be, but to me, to me, when also, you're remaking a Pokemon game, you're not just doing it for the sake of it. Yeah. Yeah. You're not doing it for the sake of it. So that was my first problem, and the second problem was everyone said that Gen Eight has a generic art style, and I'll say fair enough. But if you're if this is also generic in different ways you can't say that this is a that you can't say this is a diverse and exciting art style when it is also extremely generic as well yeah, it wouldn't, it it's not really... link's awakening yeah it's what if a team of a small team because it's a small team making this it's not even game freak making it um what if a small team tried to do that and it just doesn't to me it just doesn't look right fair enough if you like it fair enough if you like how one-to-one it is to me it just looks like a mobile game. It doesn't look like a Nintendo Switch game. And that's just my opinion personally. The battles look great. The models in there look like I'd expect them to do. Uh, for Dawn and whatever the male character's called. Because I always forget the male character's names. Because it's easy for the female characters. Because it's just the name from the anime. <laughs> yeah. But um, whatever the male character's name is. Um, to me, the, it's just the art style just looks so generic and boring. And it's just like... Gen 8 was also generic, but then, even if they did it in Gen 8 style, they would have had to completely reimagine how Sinnoh looks and feels to do that. So I would have been like, yeah, the art style's generic. But they've had to put a lot of work in. Here, the art style's generic, and it looks like the exact same game. So I'm sure some people are going to be really happy. But for me, when I look at remakes, I like the changes. I don't want things to be the exact same experience. Because if I wanted the exact same experience, I'd pull out my DS and play it right now. Because I can do that. Um, so there you go. That's my opinions on um, Diamond and Pearl. But I know other people like it. So hey, if you like that art style, good for you. Um, if you hate it, don't uh, attack people on the internet about hating it, for, about liking it, and the same way for liking it. Remember, people aren't just haters. They can have constructive criticism or dislike things. Yeah. Let's remember it both ways. Um, because, hey... I mean, yeah, it's really, as long as it doesn't, as long as the art style doesn't get in the way somehow, it's not good. That's never really been a deal breaker for me. It's always Mm -hmm. just been something that definitely enhances it, like super giant games. You'll always know what they are because of their very distinct style or like Persona 5, very distinct Mm -hmm. And what it looks like i'm gonna get my oh, tweet man. up right now and i'll read it to you as this is i replied to someone about this because i feel like this is my stance uh art styles tend to be personal preference so you're always going to have people that love or hate it hopefully the gameplay of the, the game speaks for itself so that people will love it and end up loving it regardless that's the whole idea is you can turn someone around on an art style if it plays well if the game is playing well yeah. and people like the way that it plays hey people are going to like the game but 
at the same time, people can hate an art style. You're not forced to love it. They aren't, like, it's a personal preference. So I, I see both sides of the argument. But hey, that's where we lie. The more interesting announcement was Pokemon Legends Arceus, which is uh, yes. <laughs> Pokemon Breath of the Wild. Um, <clears throat> that is what people like to be saying. What are your thoughts on it, Hunter? <laughs> well, it looks like an open-world Pokemon game, which is something that people have been asking for forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I don't know. Probably need to see more of it. Yeah, I agree. There's a lot of panning shots. Yeah. Yeah, they did the Breath of the Wild shot, like the one where Link's running from the plateau. Almost. And it didn't look incredible either. It wasn't like a no. breathtaking moment. I was like, oh, it's like... It just didn't look as nice. As so, a... it's interesting that they seem to be trying to invoke that comparison almost, because from what you saw, of the, from what I saw of the gameplay there, Breath of the Wild, half the reason it's so good is not just because it's this massive open area, it's because yeah. of all of the systems that go into interacting with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it looks like the Pokemon there, their interactions tend to be, you know, throw the Pokeball at it and fight, not necessarily like do anything necessarily creative. It's, it's going to be interesting because someone mentioned that there was a dodge roll. They show a dodge roll, which to me shows that the Pokemon can be aggressive towards you because why, the, why mm. would you program a dodge roll in the first place if the Pokemon aren't aggressive? So my hope for what this game is, is yeah, you still have the Pokemon battles when you've caught them, but I'm hoping that catching wild Pokemon is like taming wild animals, is what I am assuming it is, where it is like, oh, if it's a big, massive Pokemon, it's going to charge at you and you're going to need to get the hell out of the way. And you're going to have to try and work, like figure out how to catch them. That's why I'm hoping if they're going to convey Breath of the Wild in their trailer, I'm hoping they're thinking of the logic of Breath of the Wild and being like, okay, instead of it being like environmental puzzles, what if it is, oh, what the, the, the environmental puzzle is the Pokemon in the world. And if you want to catch them, it's like, oh, I want to catch this big ass, uh, let's, let's think of a big Pokemon, the Snorlax, right? If I want to catch this Snorlax, what do I have to do to get this Pokemon in a place where I can get to it or, you know, figure out its weakness so I can catch it? That's what I'm hoping it is. Uh, we'll have yeah. to see. I am more excited about this game. It's been a while yeah, since Pokemon's it's tried something them interesting. do something new mm-hmm. because they just seem to be in this kind of cycle of, oh, uh, it was basically it seemed to be a cycle of new generation, you know, extra thing after remake, and then after that they threw in the let's go stuff, which was yeah. just you know, yeah they go. they kept going yeah they kept going uh, for there yeah, they they did like two they did two generations then a remake then two generations then a remake and now they're doing this so it's um it's interesting I'm looking forward to it but we need to see more is my thing is I would like to see yeah. more of this game. It hasn't grabbed me and shaken me and be like, this will be what gets you. Yeah, Because exactly. honestly, like, Generation 8 came by and I was like, oh, maybe I'll jump back into this series. Mm-hmm. And it released in, I believe, the same kind of area as Death Stranding. So mm-hmm. I didn't buy it. And every time I've had an open window to play other or play older stuff now, I've mm-hmm. found other ways to occupy my time. So It's going to be interesting. One. Um I like how there are two games and they're both one's extremely faithful, 
One is trying something new. I like it. I also like that they're both attached to Sinnoh and Gen 4, so they're kind of giving you two different examples of revisiting Gen 4, which I think's nice. So I hope yeah. it pays off for them. Um, it's also cool that like the Legend subtitle implies that there's going to be more stuff like this. It gives them room to, if it is successful, yeah. have another shot at it, which would be uh, nice. I also like how there's only one version of the game. There is They aren't doing the two versions uh crap with an open world game which is nice because that would be extremely technically it's even though it's got like more production value than let's say a mystery dungeon or something Mm -hmm. they don't typically split the spin-off games into true no but they're it's weird because they're saying that this is the next iteration of the pokemon franchise not a spin-off they, they are kind of classing this as a more of a mainline thing it's closer to let's go than it is to mystery dungeon if that makes sense to you where oh, right, it is yeah. they did do let's go and two versions mm-hmm. so it's weird to me that they are my only f- thought is and here we are is uh waiting room for breath of the wild 2 we thought age of calamity sealed the deal on november and now this game's coming out in spring, which is extremely similar to Breath of the Wild. Now I'm just thinking, are we even seeing Breath of the Wild 2 until late 2022, Hunter? Are we even seeing this game anymore? That's the Dude, thing. Po- Pokemon can move over. I don't even care. <laughs> yeah, but will it? That's the question. Probably oh, not. You're right. Pokemon is a machine that won't be stopped is the problem. Exactly exactly but hey we'll have to wait and see like even if this game isn't ready i don't think it would get a substantial like push yeah from its window pokemon likes money so yeah there we go those are our impressions on pokemon those are our impressions on playstation um if you if that was all you came to this uh little podcast for thank you ever so much for listening um we'll see you next <laughs> week but for now it is time for the true the true fans of hgo to rise up and let me guess, half of you definitely click the timestamp to come to this part of the video. And if you did, hi, I'm not judging you. Um, <laughs> let's talk Persona. So Persona 5 Strikers is finally out. Um, Indeed it is. I'm going to start I with a I'd funny... Never seen yeah. the day that you get here in the <laughs> it West. Was, it was a running joke for the longest time where I had given up hope on seeing this game. Um, and here it is. And I feel like I should start with a funny story. Last week... Um, we we decided to record the podcast early, so usually we record these on either a sat or the Saturday or Sunday before you see it on Monday. That's usually the way that yeah. we go. Um, because uh, you were busy, we decided to record early, and you ended up being away anyway. So we still had to film it yeah, on location. On location. <laughs> yeah. So the digital version of Strikers came out, and none of us bought it, and we were just like, "Fine, we'll just do it the week after." What we find out then is on Saturday, my copy came three days early. So we could have very easily have done first impressions, at least for me last week, but we recorded it early. So I've had extra time with the game and Hunter's played more of it anyway. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So there we go. Um, I guess we should start off by saying we're going to be trying to be as spoiler free as possible, Um, which means that we may go into bits and pieces but in terms of actual story beats we are just going to not touch them we'll probably talk about well there'll probably be gameplay spoilers if you want to be like me and know nothing about the game going in hey maybe don't listen to this maybe go and play the game for a bit then come back um yeah. we're in dungeon two i'm not even going to say what the 
the name of dungeons in this game is for if you don't want spoilers yet we will mention them in a minute but for those of you who want to get out now while you can get to dungeon 2 not don't finish it just get to the start of dungeon 2 come back and hello we can talk about it uh but we're going to try and not talk about spoilers as much as possible we're not going to ruin anything i promise um so yeah i was going to start by saying hey hunter how far are you but i guess i've just ruined it (laughs) oh yeah i am in dungeon 2 thank you for asking (laughs) (laughs) what a coincidence i'm also in dungeon 2 um i caught up today i played for like (laughs) another three hours because um the in-betweens the the sections in between dungeons don't seem to be even that long so you seem to get to another area relatively quickly um but yeah i don't know where to start what are your first i guess what are your what are your thoughts and feelings what are your early impressions of uh strikers hunter well you see it feels surprisingly like a persona 5 game (laughs) (laughs) as one would expect Oh, get, that's it, Hunter. Get to yeah. Polygon with you. Off you go. Go write that article. Um, yeah. So, honestly, though, I do like that the Persona, the world of Persona 5 has become like comfort food to me. Oh, it Six is. months after I've beaten Royal now, being sent to the alleyway in front of LeBlanc and just letting the music start, I was like, oh, that feels good. Yeah. I like this. And it not be the same thing that you've retread, like you that you know it's new ground as well. It's great feeling. Yeah. Um, that's the thing to me is you saw all the articles jokingly saying Persona Five Strikers is surprisingly a Persona game, and I'm like shock of the century. But I think it is really important for me to state that in my opinion, this is far more of a Persona game than it is a Muso game. If you are expecting a full-on Musou experience where it is just like a massive area with like 20 million enemies to beat up, it's surprisingly not really that game. It has those moments. There are moments like that in the game. It does have moments like that, but But the encounters are definitely smaller than Hyrule Warriors. It's it's surprisingly very Persona in its gameplay as well as in its story. Its story is a full-on Persona game. If you are thinking... If you're thinking that this is going to be just like a spin-off like dancing, where you're like, oh yeah, it's got a story. No, this actually has nah. a story. This and a I good heard one the comparison that. that it's like the anime movie to the TV show. It may ne- not necessarily be essential for consumption, but mm-hmm. you'll want to do it. It's the special. It's, yeah, it's the special yeah. episode. It's the it's the OVA. It's the it's the summer holiday episode of the Persona Five show. Um, yeah. Is essentially what it is. But it is it is. When people are saying it's a Persona game, what they essentially mean is it very much is a Persona story set in the world of Persona, and it has it's Persona paced. I that's what's I think that's what's shocking to me most is this is a Muso game where there is a hell of a lot of time where you are doing what Persona likes to do, which is not play a video game. Um, yeah, just advancing dialogue. <laughs> Which you can tell that it is a Muso game because they allow you to skip all of it if you would like to. You don't have, you don't even have to fast forward. There's a button that just lets you skip the entire scene. Um, That's true. Which why would you do? That's a horrible thing to yeah, do. What would you do? Um, but it is very surprisingly Persona structured, where it will be a lot of dialogue, a lot of story, a lot of voice acting, a lot of voice acting. Um, even more. I feel like there's more acting in the smaller parts than there were in like. Mm-hmm. Uh, the actual Persona Five. I'm like, surprised how much was... of it. Yeah, I'm surprised this how this would 
voice. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised how much of it is actually voice acted, and because most of the time, I'm like, oh, you voice act. It's more. It's weird because it's jarring because a lot of the time in Persona Five, you just get used to the flow of what's voice, what isn't. Yeah. So much of it's voice and strikers that when it's actually it's, weird when they don't have yeah voices when they don't now. have voice, I'm like, wait, you chose this scene to not have voices? Okay, like it's weird. Because, like, even, like, um, if you remember in Persona, in the pal- in Persona 5, in the palaces, you'd have little, you'd, like, have moments where something would happen in the palace and they'd react to it and they'd speak about it at the bottom of the screen. They'd be like, oh, the chandelier's dropped or whatever. Uh, that is not an example, but, you know, context. Um, that wouldn't be spoken. In this game, when something like that happens, it's fully voice acted. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, they're talking yeah. about getting the three MacGuffins, and it's and Erica <laughs> Lindbeck is saying that. I'm like, really? Like, that's weird. It's weird how much of it is actually um, spoken. Um, so, yeah. I'm not going to complain, though. I'm, I'm not going to complain. Getting either. to hear them more? Yes, please. Yeah. But no. Um, it very much... The story feels Persona. Um, one thing I will say is the exploration does feel a bit light, where it is, it's the it's the areas from the game, uh, in the start because you you're still in uh, you're still in Tokyo at the start, right? So yeah, you don't get the fancy animations. You don't get like the train swoosh of going on the train, or you don't get like you don't even get stuff. to walk into the train. It just yeah, takes you, don't... you to the next place. Yeah, um, it's very to much. To be like... fair, this is more than I thought we were going to get. I thought it was going to be like, oh, take you to the map, yeah, <laughs> go to the place. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But it's it's very light in that kind of sense of exploration. And when you actually get to new areas, it doesn't feel as weird. Um, for the first dungeon, it did kind of feel a bit jarring where I'm like, oh, it's between Yong and Jawa and uh, Shibuya, essentially, where you're exploring in the real world. But it very much feels disconnected because you do genuinely just have Yong and Jaya, Shibuya, and that's all you're going to, and a lot of the places are locked off. It kind of does feel it. But when you get to go to other places um slight location spoiler for the second uh, area you're going across japan so when i found out that you're going to sendai first which i was very excited about because um i like um sendai is like one of the few places where i'm like oh i get this place it's probably because i've watched too much abroad in japan and that's where he lives um but yeah when it's like oh go to sendai and you actually do and it is a nicely sized little hobbit like it's a nicely sized little exploration area for you to go yeah, in it's not bad look at and it's 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 so weird. Like, oh, this is Persona Five, but it's not Tokyo. This isn't Shibuya. This is this is different parts of the country. And I'm sure it's going to get even more jarring when we go to different places. I assume Kyoto's on the list. If Kyoto isn't on the list, dude, I would like flip my top if you ended up in a like uh, more secluded area, and it turned out to be something that looked like Inaba. Oh, I, I, I'm <laughs> hoping. Crazy. I am hoping there's a town. I hope that there is like a little mini town, like kind of area in this game. No spoilers, please, in the comments if you have. Uh, yeah, please don't the tell notes. us. I um, want. I want to freak out at my leisure. But um, uh, the exploration feels light at the start, but then when you get into the, you go into place to place, it does feel nice. It's like this cool little moment of. It's nice to be in Persona again, like in Persona again, and actually have new places to explore even if it does feel kind of artificial because not everything's interactive um yeah. they do the cardinal sin of morgana telling you where to go um <sighs> it was very annoying getting to sendai for the first time and uh, me wanting to look around this like little market yeah, that like, they had no, made and morgana's like go look at the statue i'm like no i want to look at the shop go look at the statue no i want to look at the shop 
I just got flashbacks to when the when I played P five vanilla. Go to bed. Go no. no, you can't make me. You're not my dad, cat. So yeah, um, but when you're exploring, you basically the exploration isn't. There's no confidence in this game. Um, it's replaced with a system called bonds, which is. Um, do you want to explain what bonds are, Hunter? I'll let you explain. Uh, essentially, what it is, it's this catch-all kind of bond with your team. Mm-hmm. So, it'd be, I guess, the equivalent would be like the almost similar to the investigation team social link in P four. At least, yeah. Except it's not a linear, staggered stage. Thing. Yeah, it's it not is. a linear thing. Instead, it's got like you get you get this little sticker collection where you can choose different things that yeah. you want to select and it gives you different buffs which is a neat way of doing this mm-hmm. and there's no confidence in this game um should yeah. specify that there are however moments with your team where if you go and talk to them at certain points you might go somewhere with a couple of them you still have those persona moments um yeah for example there's one where you ryuji and Anne go to a, a ramen shop and you still have those mm-hmm. you still have those very persona moments they do throw a lot of them in um as far as it I can tell, uh, Ethan's ship sailing business is not doing well in this game. Um, oh, no. no romance Feel options yet. Dude. Especially for especially for me over here. Yeah, especially uh, especially Ch- no... Chizumi uh, <laughs> is not present because of it being based on the original game and not Royal. Mm-hmm. And, and even if you're like ship. me and you're like, oh, I'll go back to Anne, it doesn't work. There's nothing really there yet. Maybe, there's maybe there'll be like a date yet. or whatever in the game that you can choose, but there's nothing... Uh, in that it regard. wouldn't even work for me. Doctor, take me is nowhere to be seen. Feels I bad. She's visit her adopted. Yeah, she's gone with a Y. I like to. My head cannon now is those two are a thing. That's my head cannon. Fight me you on know, that. That would work. Yeah, yeah, you would, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. But um, to make this more of a, to make this a better little uh, segue, uh, even though Kasumi is not here. Uh, and neither is uh, the boy Akechi either. Just because these two aren't here doesn't mean that they haven't added some uh, great new characters. Uh, you have, you've got, uh, you, they've been replaced uh, by Shorty and Gramps, or as they are complete, or they're supposed to be called. Uh, you've got Sophia, uh, humanity's companion, the android sent by Cyberlife. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, You've got Sophia, and then you've got I do not remember the name of the detective because he's got a very Japanese His last name. His name is Hasegawa. Hase- is it Hasegawa? Is it Zenkichi? Is it Zenkichi? Zenkichi Hasegawa. Hey, that is correct. High five. Look at us go. Putting it together. <laughs> hey. Um, yeah, so Zenkichi, who's a detective, and these are the two new characters. Sophia's a new playable character um, who is basically an AI that's taking you through these new dungeons. Um, she was a very interesting character. She's kind of playing the Morgana role, um, where she doesn't know what she is. She just knows that she's going to help. Um... Yeah, it, the difference here is Morgana's still there to be annoying, so we can sit here and actually sympathize with this one. <laughs> right, I'm going to say this, and I don't know if this is a controversial opinion. I think Morgana has been tamed down a tiny bit in this game. He, I don't feel bit, yeah. he's as annoying in conversations as he was in base p5 it feels like it, it really only pops up when i'm trying to do things and he's trying to prevent me from doing stuff it's not really as irritating and actual mm-hmm. cinematics and stuff so yeah um uh, you've got these two new characters uh sophia is interesting i like her 
Uh, I'm interested to see where it goes. Uh, she plays really cool. We'll talk about gameplay in a bit. Um, Zankichi is the standout to me of the new two. Um, I haven't seen much of him, but whoever is playing him, I just want to give like a mini round of applause to because he's great. He is like he is great. He is he is snarky, sarcastic. He is sassy. He's everything. It's great. I can't wait to see where this character goes because um, I'm not going to spoil what his role is in the game because um, I don't know it for the most part. But I'm not going to even spoil his orig- his initial role of the game. Uh, but he's basically guiding the Phantom Thieves across this road trip that they are on for a certain reason. Um, but he's really well done, and it's like yeah. it's 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 back to the Kasumi. Maruki thing where before Royal I was thinking that sitting there to my thinking to myself how can you add and adding more characters to this this game's going to be weird because I'm so used to these characters and they're so good it's going to be weird but as soon as they show up they just instantly fit it just instantly gels it's amazing it's just like oh yeah of course of course the Phantom Thieves have this weird AI companion of course they do why not um so yeah new characters are pretty cool and I'm really liking the story um, yeah, I appreciate it. It very much also. Has I feel good. like it's necessary to say that Haru is pretty good in this game, as opposed to she's excellent. How she got shafted in the other one. So the first thing I noticed was, man, they've really worked on making Haru uh, like relevant in this game. Not only yeah. is she fun to play, we'll talk about how the different playstyles work in a second, and how the gameplay kind of works in the dungeons, um, but. Man, does she just kind of... She feels like she finally gels. I don't know if it was because in the original game, without spoiling the original P5, but I hope you play the original P5 if you're interested in Strikers. Um, is... Oh, Hunter? Oh, okay, you liked a bit. We're good. Technical difficulties. Oh, We're fine. All right. Um, is, you know, Haru comes into the story at a very dark point in the story. It's where the... It's, where the, it's kind of where the tone shifts... Uh, in the game where it shifts from this yeah. kind of comedy zane you look at the phantom thieves go to this kind of despair kind of arc where everything starts going wrong and they all like <laughs> some some shit starts going down so haru never really gets a yeah. chance to shine because it's always doom and gloom for her uh and the rest of yeah the and it's towards the end yeah. her confidant is walled by a social stat mm-hmm. all sorts of things that went wrong with actually getting to yeah. integrate her whereas right now she is honestly one of my favorites out of the yeah. out of the characters that we are that are in the game she is one of my favorites in terms of story um yusuke is still my favorite and i think that <laughs> i think that he's so great he's so good in this game like they just that's the thing with the writing in this game and it's the thing with the performances in this game is these actors know these characters and the writers for that point know these characters now so well that you i feel like you're getting the best of them in a spin-off which is crazy where it's like you have these moments with ryuji there's a really funny scene with ryuji within the first like two hours of the game and it's brilliant i'm not going to spoil it because you should go experience it for yourself because i was crying with laughter um it felt straight it was like like comfort food it was like we're back this is when i was like yeah we're back this is this is it. Um, but Haru has some great lines, really funny. Yusuke is as great as ever. Um, Futaba, at the moment, I, I, I love Futaba. She's great. I feel like Futaba for me right now, I feel like they need to turn her up a bit because I'm like, 
I feel like we need a bit more Futaba um, for me right now. I feel like she's sitting in this place where it's weird, where you've got people like Yusuke that are interacting more at the moment. But hey, we'll see. See as time goes on. Um, I feel like we're probably going to get there. Like Her interactions with Sophia mm-hmm. are probably... I feel like that's going to go somewhere eventually. Probably. probably. But my the one shock to me is, if any character in the Phantom Thieves right now is kind of taking a back seat, it's Makoto. Where I'm just like, wow, Makoto just really isn't showing up that much in this game at the moment, which is weird because she's a fan favorite out of the group. Like, and she's a fan favorite, and you no, know, people joke that she became the leader after she joined. And it's very interesting because it's like most of the time we always, when we talk about base P five, we always talk about how Ryuji and Ann kind of take a seat as soon as they're like as soon as new characters start showing up because they just kind of just become your close friends that have been with you for, since the start, so they don't really say much. Yusuke kind of feels like he has his moments, but he's very much left to himself. And Haru's completely irrelevant, where it does genuinely feel to me, Makoto's, a, the story, whole half the story's about Makoto and base P5. So it feels weird to be in Strikers, and she feels like she's like, she's took a backseat to everyone else. They were like, hey, let's give Haru some time to shine, and man, people love Yusuke, let's get Matt Mercer some more lines. It's like, it's very yeah. weird. Um, it is interesting. Makoto, because I was like, I was thinking about it, because as we were talking about how great all the characters are, I was like, yeah, Makoto really has taken a backseat in this game so far. Um, hopefully it changes because I I still do like Makoto. So um... yeah, I feel like everyone's gonna get their own little moments here, especially with the way that certain things shook out with the first dungeon. I'm like, oh, and the second one, the second one, yeah, has the a way that things are else. shaking out. It seems like they're doing the. Oh, gosh, did you see that? I just went to go push my glasses up. That's what you call a reflex, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, for those on audio uh, services, I'm not wearing my glasses. Come to the YouTube video and find out why I look like without glasses. Wow. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, they kind of link to characters, um, which I don't know if they're going to do throughout the whole of it, or um, if it's just a thing to kind of get us into the first two. Because the first two, it very much feels like Persona Five, where the first two threats kind of seem smaller scale. I'm sure they're going to build up where they're going to be massive asshole, like proper, like terrible people in the future. Yeah. But the first two, I'm like, they're a bit tame. They're very much like the first two chapters of Persona Five. In fact, they're not, because chapter one's really tragic. Yeah, chapter one of Persona 5 kind of goes yeah. pretty hard. It's kind of like chapter... It's like it's like the Madarame chapter twice to me, um, the yeah. first two, where it's smaller scale. But they're still good. Um, yeah, with some great performances. Works. It still works. Um, but no. Overall, the story's really good so far. It's got to the point where I was like... I was going into it thinking this is a game for Persona, like this is a game that Persona fans are going to buy. But I don't know if the general, just like person that's like, I liked P five, would like this game. But I've got to the point where I'm like, nah, people are going to want to play this game if they play P five in any shape and liked it. It's going to yeah. genuinely be uh, one of those games. Let's talk about gameplay because we haven't really talked about it. Uh, do you want to go into how the gameplay kind of works in this one, Hunter? Uh, you're the Muso expert. Uh, Reviewer of uh, Age of Calamity, go to the YouTube channel oh, to yeah. uh, see that review. It's a good little review. I agree with it. <laughs> Thanks, pal. But yeah. okay, gameplay-wise... <laughs> so as we mentioned earlier, they don't really have the whole big open area with like a million things on the screen mm-hmm. for this. It's more of ambushes are still very much present, mm-hmm. where you ambush something and 
this basically es- eliminates the need to fight them most of the time. You yeah. ambush them, all-out attack, just straightforward mollywhopping, and you move on with your day. One thing I've noticed is you can only do an all-out attack if they're weaker than you. If they're weaker, oh, really? Yeah. So if it's a stu- if it's I didn't you know realize if, 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 the correlation. If, if it's a red shadow, if it's a red shadow, like in P five, there's there's blue, yellow, and red shadows. If they're blue, they're lower than you. If they're yellow, they're around the same. Um, what I've noticed is because I was doing a bit of grinding in the the second uh, dungeon just for fun to see what the differences were for some characters. And what I noticed was uh, yeah. if it was a red shadow, I'd never get the option to all out attack unless I had an ability that was their weakness, and then I could do it. If they're blue, oh, right. then you can just do an all-out attack and clear them straight away. It's kind of like a quick way of dealing with them because they the game already knows that you're going to beat the crap out of them is what I assume. So it's like, get that quick yeah. kill. Uh, and with intermediates, you also sometimes get them, sometimes don't, like the yellow ones. So I think that's how that works. Please do tell so, me if I'm wrong. <laughs> so yeah, smaller scale encounters with the occasional like bigger thing to make it take you know more than just two mm-hmm. smacks, which is all right. The way, the thing that I've come to enjoy is that moving around feels better than just running from place to place, like in Hyrule Warriors, mm-hmm. where I'd run out of things to kill, so I'd just be sprinting for like a minute yeah. <laughs> to the next outpost. It does, it feels, it's weird because it is that persona design of, they are dungeons, they aren't these open fields like in uh, a regular Musou game where you're just like running from point A to point B. They very much are dungeon designed. But at the same time, it very much does have a, a fast-paced kind of beat-em-up kind of combat system to it. So it's um, yeah. it's an interesting mix. Uh, who are your favorite it's... characters right now, I guess? is um... If you want to finish that statement first, sorry, I did cut you off. Oh, I was going to say, much like Hyrule Warriors, it does a good job of integrating things about Persona into the gameplay while still maintaining like the... I think even, mo- I think even more so than Calamity um just the way yeah, since you can use your personas and all of that you can use personas and even the the characters still feel like the characters which is what one thing that i will say it's very i don't know how they did it but how did how the fuck did they manage to make characters that we only played with in turn-based combat feel like you'd expect them to feel like with zelda it's it's easy to go okay that's how link swings his sword like this this is how this is probably how it would feel and oh if zelda you've seen zelda fight and stuff like that that's how but for them to be like okay how would ryuji feel to play if his moveset was uh a hack like kind of a hack and slashy kind of combat instead of turn-based and it does feel like how you would play ryuji in the turn-based strategy in this yeah, way. like it's... his triangle thing was be flinched last, and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it it just it or where it's like Morgana and Anne. If you play if you play as Anne, Anne obviously deals less physical damage than the other two, and you can feel that. But she does feel faster, like she is, and her magic still shreds like it does. And it 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 yeah, feels and the whip is good for like crowd control. The fact you can turn it on fire is also a nice little bonus. Yeah, that's um, nice. But man, they they nailed the way it does feel like those characters. It doesn't feel like at first you're like at first the first couple of battles you'll be like, this is weird. But it, it took me a minute to get a feel yeah. for everybody too because of how short the battles were. I'm like, okay, I kind of wish I did have one of those big open field encounters <laughs> to just get the hang of what all your animations look but like. Once, but once you but once you do get that, it's really fun. That's what I was yeah. I was I was expecting to be like, oh, it's fine, but I'd rather than the turn base. But I'm like. 
it's a nice change of pace. I actually, I'm digging the, the way that it they feels. managed to integrate like the baton passing in a way that feels natural too mm -hmm. is impressive. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you can just, just yeah, like... the fact you can just switch between characters on the fly and it boosts them up a yeah. bit as well when you do it is a nice little uh, plus. The one gripe I have with that, um, I'll ask you your favorite characters in a second, but my one gripe with the switching is, and I know it makes sense because Joker is the leader, but man, I would wish that you could have four, because you can play as all the Phantom Thieves in this. You do not have to walk around as Joker. You can play as all the other ones in the free, in the, the roaming of the, in the dungeons, right? You can just walk around as the rest of them. My one wish would be, man, I wish I could take Joker out and play as the others. Just, I just wish that we didn't have that leader locked. That's my one complaint is because oh, it's typical like Final Fantasy party. It is, it is because like, you know. I wish I could switch jo it up. Yeah, because Joker like currently Joker's like level eighteen for me, and the rest of them are like fifteen. So what I would usually do if this was like Pokemon or like another RPG would be like, okay, take Joker out. I'll play as Anryuji, Makoto, and Yusuke for a bit. But you can't do that, and I wish you could. That's my only gripe, because unlike in base P5, where Joker very much feels like the anchor and the character that you need to play as because you need him in your team, it feels like it would be really fun to be able to flex with all the other characters in this game and not just have Joker yeah. locked in all the time. But that's my one gripe. Because, um, yeah, because it's a Musou game, everyone is equally as capable as each other. <laughs> yeah. And, like, all the fantasies are technically there, so it's not even like Hyrule Warriors where they lock Link in for a couple of missions because he's supposed to be there it is just one of those things where it's like man because you can swap characters out on the fly whenever you want you don't have to go to a safe safe rooms that exist there's checkpoints but there's no safe rooms you don't have yeah. to go to a safe room you can just switch between them and the game encourages you to switch between them as often as you like and find out what you like what's going yeah. on so that's my only gripe. anyway hunter back on track who are your favorite characters so far who are you digging the playstyles of uh well joker they obviously managed to do a good job on i feel mm -hmm. like they tend to nail the protagonist to feel like solid in each of these but it's it's, it's switching so it's switching feels good um it's one of those things where currently the persona compendium is not as deep as the base p is not as not as deep as p the persona 5's compendium let's make that clear um it is not there are not those so he doesn't feel as much of a wild card as he does in actual p5 he doesn't feel like he can i'll be honest though i was i wouldn't have been shocked if they were just like oh you get arsene just arsene i was kind of expecting yeah. it to just be arsene to be honest with the fact that you can't it looks switch. like arsene is worth keeping though like did you see how many skills he unlocks yeah like, he unlocks a lot yeah so i'm not getting rid of him at any time soon yeah which is fair because i I wouldn't be shocked if Matador wasn't in this game <laughs> and he was the one feels I would hold bad. on to longer. Feels bad, yeah, man. feels bad, man. But he was the one I would hold on to longer than I should have in the original game. Yeah. But now Arsene's just going to be slotted in there. Uh, yeah. But he doesn't feel as much of a flex character as he does in base P5. He doesn't feel like, oh, okay, Makoto's running out of SP. Let's stick Ann in, and then if I need nuclear, Joker's got this persona or whatever. He doesn't necessarily feel that way because the personas are that limited in a way. Uh, they're not truly limited. There's still a load of personas, but it's not the yeah, full range. Yeah, you can range. still cover every weakness with him yeah. if you got I enough. Just did it again. Um, but <laughs> I can someone write down in the comments if you've been watching this far. How many times have I subconsciously gone like that towards my nose? That'd be great. Thank you. Um, anyway. 
but yeah, he's not as much as a flex as he usually is. Because a lot of the time, instead of me going, oh, especially with the SP system being so fucking... The SP, you lose SP so fucking quickly in this game. To the point where true. it very much feels to me where it's like, oh, this battle... They, I save they, the magical weaknesses yeah. for, like, bosses, essentially. Yeah. These shadows are weak to fire, right? It, I'm much more likely to be like, oh, Anne's in my party right now. Battle and pass to Anne, and I'm just going to play as Anne for this entire fight now. Um, yeah. Because Joker's SP is so limited, it feels like, oh, you can use him, but it's a lot more efficient to just bring in your other character <laughs> or swap to your other character that's already in your party instead yeah. of doing both. Um, but that's like, he plays pretty well. Who else have you been rocking? Uh, Yusuke with his, you know, fun katana shenanigans. He's a, he's, he's it, a don. He's great. Yeah. His, his regular, like, no combo triangle attack is basically a move from DMC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that makes me happy. I did like how he had a, con- he has a counter that's like kind of cool. Um, I that wasn't really cool. expecting it. That. Um, I, the first time I did it, I did it by accident on the first uh, dungeon boss, which was awesome <laughs> because they just went out for a massive attack and I just pressed it by accident and Yusuke was just sitting there like that and I'm like, what are you doing, you dumbass? And then he got hit and then he just like slammed it for massive damage. I'm like, oh, that looked smart. I'm just going to quickly save that clip because it looked like I was a god when actually I was an idiot. Yeah. Um, but no, he's really fun. Um, Yusuke, again, is... And kind of like how he is kind of underappreciated in P5 because uh, he has a very similar role to Ryuji in the main game uh, where he is this physical damage attacker. Um, Yusuke just feels really fast and fun to play in this game where he just yeah. feels like... Like, I like Ryuji, don't get me wrong, but Ryuji very much is as you think Ryuji would play. He's very heavy-hitting kind of a bit sluggish kind of like yeah yeah get out of the way but, i enjoy with ryuji like hitting the little flinch harder thing and mm-hmm. then like charging up his baseball bat yeah swing yeah that's really cool um whereas uh fox is very quick and agile and i really like him um to be fair i like all how all the characters play in this game it is yeah. very much he do, it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like your um Unlike in base P5, it doesn't feel like, oh, Morgana's a pure healer, so I'm losing damage input here. Morgana feels like, oh, Morgana can deal some damage as well as be a healer and stuff like that. It feels like you're very flexible in what you want to do with these characters, which is nice. Um, Morgana yeah. still is my least favorite to play as just because he's very floaty. Agreed. And I don't like floaty combat um, in games. Nah, nah, um, it doesn't feel too great. He's probably my least favorite. Um, Makoto has an interesting moveset. Um where she has her bike as part of it, but at the same time... You just ride around and smack people. But at the same time, with a lot of close quarters battles in this game, a lot of the corridors are very thin. Um, there's like... The play spaces aren't just massive open-ended uh, areas at the time. Sometimes you are playing in small areas. So to have Makoto ru- cruising around on a bike at times, I'm just like steering it the wrong way, going, no, I don't want this, get me off. <laughs> like, um, yeah. She feels a bit weird, but I like how she plays still. Um, and surprisingly, feels really good to play. Um, oh, yeah. She's one of my favorites just because, like I, like we mentioned, you can make her whip catch fire, and she just deals elemental damage from that, um, which is pretty sick. And it doesn't cost you that much. I just you. got the thing where after you do that, you can just start more fire with triangle now. <laughs> oh, can you? Is that one of her like yeah. um, things? I haven't got. It. I've only got it to like level two, I think. So on that yeah. thing. 
But yeah, that's really cool. Haru, surprisingly, deals quite a bit of damage. She's quite a heavy hitter. Um, yeah. I mean, given that their weapon is like an axe. Yeah. Her weapon that makes axe. sense. It's just in the original game, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. that's not what you would necessarily think. Yeah, and then uh, Sophia, uh, or as she's called in the metaverse, Sophie, which was the dumbest conversation we ever had. Um, that was that, pretty silly. Um, that's her code name. It's just changing the A to an E. Um, I, I I picked it as the dumb option when they said, what should we call it? And I was like, Sophie. Because I'm like, yeah, they're right, that's not it. And they were like, yeah, that's great. I'm like, please don't tell me that was player determined. And I looked it up and it was like, no, that's the right choice. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's dumb. Um but she has like these yo-yos. Um and yeah. she's a very weird character to play. I don't know about you, because she has she basically has this weird kind of not a gimmick, but her moveset revolves around when you press square and you attack or triangle to attack, when the hit actually happens, when she hits the enemy, if you press square again, it'll like boost her damage. Where it's like it's a timing based thing where if you if you yeah, the timing-based right gimmick seems similar, sort of, to what they were going with with Urbosa and Age of Calamity, where, mm-hmm. you know, after at the end of your combo, you hit the thing and you recharge part of your meter mm-hmm. and all of that for more damage. Same, but it, to me, it just it but kind it feels of... different enough. Mm-hmm. It feels different, but it also, to me, feels finicky, where I don't know if I like the way she plays, to me, because I'm very much... You know how I like to play games. I'm very much not a count the number, oh, let me get the rhythm of this kind of thing. I'm very much, I'm like, I'll learn, I'll remember the combos, but I'm very much like, time to go all in, guns are blazing, like, charging in. Yeah. Uh, m- like, monkey Urbosa brain, was jam my mashing. favorite character to play as, and mm-hmm. Hyrule Warriors and Sophie is very much not my favorite <laughs> in yeah. Persona Strikers here, so... But no, uh, she's they... not horrible by any stretch of the imagination. But she's just kind of eh. But no, those yes. all the characters they play really good. I like how the game feels, um, and it runs really well. Um, yeah, one thing yeah. that I would like to it darn well better <laughs> this giant monolith that I've got over here. Yeah, I should classify both my, both myself and Hunter have been playing this on the PS5 version. Uh, not well, the PS. We've been playing on PS5, which. Um, Fun fact, if you're on PS5, I'm going to tell you now. I told Hunter, is there's two modes uh, for this. There's quality and there's performance mode. Um, If you're playing on PS5, the quality mode runs at max frame rate anyway and doesn't dip. So you can just play it on quality mode anyway. Um, uh, Quality is uh, 60 FPS. Performance is for mainly if you're just playing on a base PS4 and you want to lock 60. That's where you go to the performance mode for. Um... I've heard some people complain about the load times on PS4. Apparently the loads between the metaverse and just the loads in general are really long. One thing I can say is on PS5, they are not like that. Um, nope. They're really quick. The loads on PS5 are really quick. I didn't know this was a problem. Um, it's like a two or three second load screen and you're back in. So can't really um, complain. But the game, as far as I can tell, is running really well. I have not played the Switch version I don't it's plan on it. The one that runs the least good. Mm-hmm. But compared to compared, that's my thing. Is I'm loving it because it's like Age of Calamity, where I like the gameplay style and I like the loop. Um, but also, it's running really well, which was what Calamity didn't do. It's not like 
I like that the game's running really well and it looks really good. And it's weird playing a Persona game in 60 FPS. It's kind of weird. Um, it's like when I was walking around, I'm like, walking around Young and Jay, I'm like, this is smoother than it is an actual Persona mm-hmm. uh, 5. And I'm like, that's weird. Um, but no, um, I like it quite a bit. So overall, Hunter, what are your closing thoughts, I guess? I think we've covered everything that we need to cover. For first impressions, anyway. I'll, I'll say this much. Uh, as far as the way that they pace out the dungeons mm. yeah i feel like that could be done just a little bit better oh i'm kind of agreeing with you if all of them <laughs> because i feel like okay they do this thing where it's like all right this is the place you need to go but mm-hmm. obviously roadblock and distraction they do the typical naughty dog thing where it's like you want to get here but you get here and then there's like other things that get in the way of that yeah you're on a journey then... from point a to b but the path between A and B is blocked, so you have to go from A to C to D and then background to B to get there. Um, I feel like when you start getting distractions for the distractions of your distractions, it becomes a bit much, though. Yeah. Um, Which is how this game has done this a couple of times, when I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, that would, that's, one of my, that's one of my gripes. My other gripe is... Actually, thank you for reminding me, for actually, because I do have some negatives about this game. Um, uh, I was nearly not going to say him. I find that at first, when you do the first dungeon, and it's like get the three, get the get the three things, and then you can fight the boss. Well, you can't fight. There's other stuff in between, but it's basically go to three sections to get three things, and then yeah, it's basically you're done, and you can go that you're ready, you're prepared for the the boss fight now, essentially. And then the second one shows up, and I'm like, oh, it's a different setting, cool. But then it's like you must go and get the three things. And I'm like, I really hope that all, however many of these dungeons isn't just get the three MacGuffins and move on. Like, I really hope that not, like, because the thing about Persona, uh, the Persona 5 is each dungeon feels unique. It feels like you've got a unique set of obstacles ahead of you. It's not just do the same thing in a different looking place. Um, yeah. So I really hope that the others, it looks like they are going to all be get the three MacGuffins and move on, but I really hope they aren't because second time round, I'm like, eh, it's not like, it's all right, but it, I'd rather there be some more interesting design around it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give you something a little different to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Forgot. We didn't talk about music, by the way. We probably should talk about music. Um, they may have taken away our two shopkeepers, but the new shop also has a really good song. So. Yeah, um, all the most of the new music that they have added is really good um, so yeah. far. Um, I like the new battle theme. Uh, the new intro song is the worst of the three, but it's still good. Yeah, um, it's still good though. It's vague. Like I'm not gonna sit here and hold it necessarily to the same standard. As yeah, true. Wake up, get up, get out there. Oh yeah, of course, flying fly high. But yeah. I also haven't hold, heard the full thing yet because the intro is significantly shorter than the other two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, maybe there's a verse too that really kicks it in high here. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, but all the other kind of music, like the dungeon entrance music is a jam. Um, each dungeon does have its kind of own theme, but, um, in the main starting area to each of the dungeons, it has its own, there's like this, it's kind of the behind behind the TV, TV. it's behind the TV and it also slaps. It's a really cool song. Um, I like it quite a bit. The actual dungeon music, I think is a bit underwhelming personally. Um, Uh... 
Okay, so the first one started to grow on me. Yeah. I haven't really vibed with two yet. It, uh, yeah, two just doesn't really sit right with me. I'm like, it's fine, but this is this isn't Persona music. Come on, guys. Um, <laughs> I'm like. I'm like, where's the jam? Like the first one, I kind of understood. I'm like, yeah, I get it. It's kind of, I, I get, I can get with this. But compared to the, compared to what's in uh, base game, I'm like, eh, I'm not a huge fan of it. It's all right. Um, there are some good. There are some, like you say, the shop music's banging. Love it. Um, I kind of really like the new Overworld music, which I assume is the traveling music. Um, when you're going around the Overworld. Uh, when you're uh, in these yeah. new locations i assume each area doesn't have a new theme and it's just going to be this is the traveling theme um yeah but it's really damn nice um the there's a sophie has a theme whenever she's oh, talking yeah. like that slaps time. as well that is it's kind of like computery like it's kind of got like digital glitches in it and stuff like that in the music but really cool song really like it so yeah music is pretty good so far i'm having a lot of fun with there it there a usage of already known songs however is a bit interesting in some cases hit and miss is the word i would use sometimes <laughs> they are bang on where they play um there's like they play a bit they play like you're storming into the palace and they play the palace like they they play um what's it called uh, my mind's life will change. life will change thank you they yeah. play life will change yeah. when well, like, i got to that now the first we're time, here I was like, yes now- <laughs> Now we're but, doing it. Um, but coming out of the palace, the Sunset Bridge. You don't that do was weird. Like, you don't do Sunset Bridge dirty like that. Sunset Bridge is one of the best pieces of music in Persona Five. Stand by that one. It's yeah, such a powerful a piece of one. music when it's used right. When it's used right, it can bring me to tears. When it's just used in an alleyway because they've left a dungeon, like maybe they just didn't on. want to use Alley Cat. <laughs> I'm surprised Alley Cat hasn't shown up yet. No, honestly, this Where is weird. Is oh, maybe Where Joker didn't stub his toe hard enough yet. <laughs> maybe, but no, you are right. Like, um... yeah, it's a little weird. Like the one that was jarring to me was when they were explaining, like when the Phantom Thieves were explaining to Sophia, like what their deal is, and they just start playing <laughs> "Swear to My Bones," the triumphant, like, yeah, like I was perplexed i was like i'm not gonna complain that i get to hear this because i love the song but mm-hmm. also it seems a bit dramatic for this scene yeah uh they do use uh they do use some of the music interestingly have they played beneath the mask yet yeah it plays when you in yoga and jaya it plays in yoga and jaya but it only plays a little bit it's not like there's no nighttime exploration really notice, and it also played me enough to notice when they put yeah. the vocals in it, yeah, it, it's in like when you're in your bedroom at certain points at night, it will play it. Um, but it's not, there's no nighttime exploration. So usually when I'm just used to, oh, it's nighttime, it's time to go and listen to Beneath the Wax for 20 minutes while I decide what yeah. I'm going to do. None of that's really there. But um, for the most part, it is um, pretty well done. I will say the anime, the cutscenes are also an interesting addition because you have your anime cutscenes like usual, but you also have these CG cutscenes. Um, which have shown up before, but they're very differently, like, ca- like I don't yeah, know what it is. The animation's different to them, but I like, like, it took me a while to get used to them, but I'm like, I'm I'm, I'm digging them. They're cool. They're cool enough. Yeah. They're interesting. But no, 
I think that's everything I have to say. Do you have any final thoughts, Hunter? Oh, I was just thinking about the first, like, the opening anime cutscene where Joker's, like, fighting the helicopter. Oh, that's, yeah. That's cool. Uh, it, it just cracked me up because I was like, right, they made this, uh, what basically Wild Royal was doing its thing. So mm. they didn't have the grappling hook to work with. So Joker's oh. just running across the building, which was also a power move. In that its was, own yeah, it, it's funny watching that kind of stuff because it's like, yeah, Joker basically does like the biggest anime leap to a helicopter at one point, and I'm like, yeah, if this was if this if they made this after Royal, he would have grapple hooked onto the helicopter and then like swung up on the like like yeah. skilled the <laughs> hell out of it. But um, no, <laughs> um, but yeah, that uh, is kind of funny. Right, final thoughts, Hunter. Go on. Oh, uh, this is a good time. If you mm-hmm. like the if you liked Persona Five in any capacity, pick this up because it's more of it. Mm-hmm. As far as all of the things that you would have really loved about Persona Five, yeah, with the world and characters and story and all that, it very much is a Persona game. Um, yeah. Polygon didn't lie. I keep saying it's Polygon. It might have not been Polygon who said that. Um, there were like a dozen people who said that. <laughs> yeah, but it really is. It it one thing I say is you might think you might not like it, but I think the gameplay might surprise you. Um, you might like it and dig it quite a bit. Boss fights are really thrilling with it as well. They're scary. Boss fights feel <laughs> scary in this game because you don't have the time to really think about it. Um, you have to think well on the move, and it's really interesting kind of little dynamic. Um, but the gameplay is refreshing enough to probably surprise you, and the story is very much a Persona Five uh, movie to the TV show adaptation, as you were saying. It very much does feel like your home. You'll be surprised how much you're smiling within the first thirty minutes. Um, it's 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 especially in that first couple of hours. It's a very special feeling going back to these characters after the events of Persona Five. So it's 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 great, and it continues yeah. to be great. The story is really good so far, and I hope that it keeps up. And I really hope that I don't cry at the end of this one. Um, we'll <laughs> see. <laughs> we'll see yeah um but there you go those have been our first impressions our first question for the spoiler cast what did ethan cry yeah please yeah do hold me to that for the spoiler cast please do ask me if i did cry by the end of it um because chances are the answer is probably yes um but that has been our first impressions of of persona 5 let us know if you've been playing it how you feel in the comments down below we'd love to hear about it uh, also let us know how you feel about um, the state of play and the Pokemon uh, Presents thing as well. We'd be really happy to hear some uh, differing opinions on those kind of things. Uh, and if you've listened to both sections of this podcast, congratulations. We really do appreciate you um, because, man, you sat through a lot of it and we can respect you. Uh, three very <laughs> different topics. So if you were into all three, then wow, um, that's pretty great. But with that, that's been our show. Thank you ever so much for listening. Hunter, where can people find you? youtube.com slash reaper hunter 23 very nice you uploaded a video recently which i think you uh, everyone should go and check out um because oh, i don't yeah. think we promoted it, it on the my, podcast his other top 10 games of 2020 my, uh, yeah my other top 10 where it was normally when i make those videos i don't have enough i games released in just the year that i was talking about yeah i normally don't play enough to actually be interested in talking about 10 of them this is the way it goes most of the time yeah yeah last year i played a lot of video games so i was like ah i can split this into two videos and be mm. several months late on this yeah <laughs> doing a gaming podcast tends to do that to you you end up playing more games than you usually did 
uh same for me last year but no it's a good video and you guys should go check it out if you haven't already um but yeah and uh once you've gone done that you can also find me on twitter and twitch at chaotic ether uh thank you ever so much for listening and we'll be back next week with who knows um i don't i honestly don't know what the next week will be so um stay tuned for that uh thank you ever so much for supporting us as always um to keep up to date with everything hgo uh go to hot games only on twitter at hot games only um or head on over to the youtube bit for ly slash hgoyt all the links are on the twitter and the youtube anyway if you want to go find us on podcast services uh leave us a great review we really would appreciate it um yeah that's everything that we have for this week uh we'll see you next time for more but until then have a safe week and we'll see you next time bye